Hi, this is Ramona Trevino, also known as the author I Am Dauntless. Welcome to the Blossoms of My Life radio ministry. We hope you are blessed with today's program. As you listen, ask yourself, what are the blossoms of my life? Today's guest is Dr. Jada Green. Good afternoon and thank you for tuning in. Um, Today's guest is Dr. Jada Green from Mississippi. How are you, sister? I am doing well. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm so glad that we finally get to have our interview. I know we had a couple little things with scheduling, but it's I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk to you and hear your testimony and hear about what you're doing in Mississippi. Um, G- Dr. Jada Green is a pastor. She's um, done a lot of things, and she's a mentor. She's a CEO of Broken to Heal Women's Center for Sexual Abused Women. Um, and, you know, you have a story, sister. And, and this, I want to give you a platform to be able to talk about um, anything you want to talk about right now that's going to glorify the Lord, because I know that's why you reached out to me. So um, let's, let's just hear a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Well, um, my name is Dr. Jada Green. I am residing in the Pasigula, Mississippi area. I've been here like three years. I am a mother, wife. Um, I have uh, a center here where we house and mentor women that have been sexual assault children. I'm also getting men at this moment. Um, a little bit how I started this, um, because I am uh, a survivor um, I don't want to call myself a victim because I overcame yes. um, the situation. I was great molested when I was younger. I was declared dead in 1995. Um, the man that was I was married off to uh, at age of 16 uh, was beating me real bad. And um, at that moment, I was so afraid. So I ended up leaving. He was military. And so I ended up leaving, going back to my hometown in Alabama. And make a long story short, he had came back to see me and was wanting to talk about why did I leave. And so I didn't know at that moment when he got the hotel that he was planning to kill me. Oh, no. And so when his cousin picked me up from the hotel, you know, to take me back to the hotel, I just felt so weird when I got there, you know. Um, at that time, I was—I want to say I was 19. I was going on 19 at the moment. And um, he kept talking, asking me why I was leaving. And uh, I remember he was just talking and telling me he can't be without me. He loved me. He's sorry for jumping on me. Because I was getting beat up every day, pretty much. And um, I figure as being, having family that wasn't protecting me, um, saying, you know, hey, what you doing to make him jump on you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt so hopeless. Um, I tried to kill myself many times. It just wouldn't work. Um, and so he was just, you can see the anger in him. And um, I had my son on my, my son at that time had to be two. Because um, I had babies by my rapist when I was young. Mm. And um, so... When he came to me, he told me, are you leaving me? And I told him, yes. And 
when I've done that, he walked in the back in the bathroom. And when he came back out, he had a towel wrapped around his fist. And um, when he had it around his fist, I could see the duct tape he had around his hand to keep the DNA from off me as he beat me. So I was trying to grab the lamp to stop him from hitting me. And my baby was just crying, my son just crying. And I was really more in the uh, uh, in the mode of protecting my son. I didn't really care if he killed me. I just wanted my son to be safe. Yes. And um, so he beat me so bad where I was so numb I couldn't see it. So I was shielding my son from getting hit. Um, he shot me. He left me uh, hanging from the ceiling fan. Um, I don't remember so much of it because I was so out of it. But I can see where he was burning me with cigarettes. I still have the scars on my body. He was torturing me. Um, After he so shot he you? Me. He shot me twice. Shot me in my stomach. Ugh. And um, I remember him. I was remembering the feeling the burning sensation. But I was so in and out of conscience. But I can feel my weight was on my son. Yes. To protect my baby. And I didn't care at that moment if I died, honestly, because I just wanted my son to be safe. And uh, I remember feeling the burning uh, of the cigarettes. And then I was feeling him having sex with me. Oh, my God. And um, I do remember feeling a lot of pressure around my neck, but I didn't know he hung me from the ceiling fan in the hotel. Oh, my God. Um, the next day, they said, that the housekeeper found me. I was dead. I, I was dead. I didn't have no life. Um, <sighs> I'm so grateful because I didn't even know I was dead. Um, I was dead. Probably they said, they, I, you know, they were saying I was warm, but I was dead. Had to be dead probably by four hours. Oh, my Lord. Um, they put me on the news to see who I was. I had just got a tattoo put on me. And um, they, one of the, my sister friends was one of the nurses at the hospital. Matter of fact, I was in Fairhope, Alabama, and they identified me as Jane Doe. <laughs> wow. But God. <laughs> but God. And I asked him, why? Why did you allow me to live? Because I wasn't a saved woman. I would have been in hell. I wasn't saved and know the Lord and know nothing about him. And I think about that often because I'm so grateful. He made me think about Lazarus. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. I think about Lazarus and I tell him, I said, when death has to stop when you show up, death has to release the people when you show up. And, um, oh, you can imagine the people that was at the hospital that supported me. Um, I had, no, I have created so many mothers. Um, I was in such a place. Uh, so I'm just so thankful for that. So Jada, what happened with your son? Was he still in the room with you crying? Yes, he was um, okay. He, it, so he the guy, okay. the, the man left, he left and just left your son there and left you for dead. Uh-huh. Wow. Did they catch him? Um, three weeks later, he was in the woods hiding. He was military. Wow. Yes. At that time, I want to say he was 22. 
So when you got to the hospital, you were dead, or did they revive you at the scene? They said they revived me, and then I told it again. Mm. And um, I'm just trying to think about what they were saying. My head was swollen. They had multiple surgeries. Um, <laughs> and I was pregnant after that. <laughs> you were pregnant, and you didn't even know it? Oh, no, I didn't even know it. Well, I got pregnant because he had sex with me. Wow. That's the crazy thing. I was pregnant after all that. Um, Maybe they found out maybe three weeks later. Wow. And they wanted me to have an abortion Mm. because they were saying about the fragments of the bullet that I still carry in my, you know, my stomach. Um, my daughter was healthy. <laughs> Praise God. I said, Lord, you are so amazing. And, oh, God, she was a healthy, beautiful baby girl. I still was in so much pain. I couldn't really move. Um, I was still recovering because uh, my body was so beat down. And so I, I'm just so thankful how for old, that. So how old is your daughter now? She is 23. Praise God. She's a miracle too, isn't she? Yes, and she serves the Lord. Praise <laughs> she is God. on fire. And I told her when she got older, I didn't tell her when she was younger. What of course, I, yeah. I don't want her to be affected by that. Yeah. And so now, what happened to him? Um, he ended up going to prison. They sent him to a mental ward. He recently got out a couple years ago. And I actually seen him. I forgave him. But he's so tormented by what he done. When I finally told my daughter, she was so shocked. Like, Mom, why you never told me? I said, because it wasn't for you to carry. Right. Um, I wanted her to live a normal life. I didn't want her to know. But he started talking about it to her. Um, she was just like, I, I just don't know what to say. I'm just shocked. But they really don't. They're not really close. She re- he wants to be close with her, but she just just say, "Mom, I just can't see it." Right. But I, you know, she respects him, and you know, she'll try to see him, but she would not see him by herself. She just like that just scared me to know you went through that. So, what did he think when you forgave him? Um, he told me he was glad that I did, but it seems like he gets into this. His mind goes back and forth. He talks about it. Or okay. he'll joke with me about what he done. Mm. So I think it's some type of mental issue. Sounds yeah. like it. Being tormented mm-hmm. when the en- enemy is just tormenting him. Yes. Wow. And so, you know, how old were you at that time? 19? Yes. So you're 19. You have a two-year-old. And the two-year-old was from him also? Um, no, that's from someone that raped me before, prior to that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so, you know, most listeners listening to this are probably thinking, how? How can she go on? Um, how How did you go on, you know? And you didn't know the Lord then. You just you, you said that just a few minutes ago. So after this occurs and then everybody comes around and, and obviously uh, people probably start talking to you about the Lord and telling you you're a miracle, when is it when you finally get to 
meet the Lord? You know, I start having encounters with him probably, and I didn't even know it then to now. I was having little encounters with him when I probably got 28. Mm. When I really started recognizing that he was changing me. Um, I was going through healing and deliverance and everything that was in me, on me, was coming up. Mm. And uh, my deliverance for just that took three years, just for that particular area, because it was so much and so much anger in me, so much of, I was so afraid. Um, Even when I had intercourse with uh, someone, I was afraid the way certain positions I could have been in, or just because someone told me a certain way, it freaked me out. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get delivered from so much and, um, I thought I wasn't pretty enough. Um, I was attracting the same type of people. Ugh. And God was telling me one night I wanted to, the night I wanted to kill myself, the Lord told me to rise up. And he started telling me who I was. Praise God. And I was so freaked out. Like, who are you? I don't see, you know, just like, what? Who, what? And and from that day, I, he was saying he was going to do personal deliverance at home, I was getting delivered from every demon that was on me. Oh my God, my kids were just like, oh mom, what is going on? And my household was just straight deliverance every day. Wow. God was delivering me, the anointing would come in that house, we'll get in a worship, and things that was on me from years of holding on to me was coming up. I was getting my healing suddenly. He said, because of where he was taking me, I didn't have no more time to be sitting there doormat it. Mm-mm. So the enemy was coming at me in so many different areas. Um, I end up didn't know I was. <laughs> I ended up getting married. My first marriage was a pastor that really wasn't a pastor of the Lord, and I didn't know mm-hmm. he was a warlock. Oh Lord, he was have mercy. demonic things at night. But my purpose was to save these other young ladies. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> I was on assignment. Right. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> And they was doing a lot of things that I've never even seen. Stuff I've seen on TV, I never even experienced, didn't know nothing about. Was trying to keep me in fear. But the Lord allowed me to be used to save these other young ladies that was involved. And the Lord said, I'm going to release you after you finish your song. Wow. And so I ended up going to the secret house. The assignment was, they wanted to shoot me. It was so it was all this was on the news in 2010. Um, he was pulling women over for sexual acts, um, different things that was going on. I was just so shocked because he was such a charmer, sweet man. I mean, I thought I had the perfect marriage, perfect relationship. The we was just like the perfect family ministry, but that ministry wasn't what of God. And so I asked the Lord, how could they be doing signs, miracles, and wonders? I'm looking at people getting healed. And he, you saying he's this? He said, that's fake healing. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> and so um, it's just a lot. I, now I know who I am. And so I was attracting a lot of women that was sexual assaulted or abandoned domestic violence. And um, they will come to me and ask me, how did I overcome that? Yes. So, and I told them it was not a cakewalk, but long as you have someone there to be there with you constantly, 
through your fears, through your venting, whatever you need to do to get your healing out, scream, whatever. You need somebody in your corner. And I had that. And so they start coming to me. Right. And I, and now I, I mentor over 200 some people. Praise God. <laughs> I'm just excited what God has been doing. I'm honored. I'm humbly honored because uh, my heart goes out to women that are walking in this thing in silence and they're suffering. Right, because you know, and I've been in, I've been there, so I know not as horrific as you. Your stories, like you know, um, we never, I never said anything about my rape because I was embarrassed. I thought I deserved it, all the lies of the enemy, you know. But uh, you know, the fear that goes there, uh, going near a place that looks like the same place. Um, the holds, the holds, like what you're saying, that brings up all that. And um, it it took me years, too. It probably took me 30 years before. And I wasn't walking with the Lord when all these things happened. Of course, I, you know, I didn't know him or anything. But um, it, it's an awful place because you really do feel like this is as good as it's going to get. You know, it's, it, this is, you kind of feel like that's your identity and, and in the other, the other women that have good things, you know, they didn't have this done to them, so they probably are okay. But we'd be surprised, you know, that, that, um, even just, um, incest and, and just so many sexual crimes that occur, what it takes away from the soul, it just damages the soul in such a way because it's, it's not what God intended, you know, to happen to us. Right. Right. Yeah. And the healing is, is the healing is difficult. It is, you know, it, it, it's, and I can attest that, you know, drugs, alcohol and committing, trying to commit suicide also doesn't take the pain away you know, and, and like you, like me, trying to take myself, my life, I know why God didn't allow that to happen because of where I'm at today. You know, like you, you were able to be revived um, because you didn't know the Lord and he had great plans for you. He said, you're going to survive and you kept your child, you know, and the Lord's going to bless you for so many things that you had to go through. It's like, it's just, you have an amazing testimony, Dr. Thank Green. You. It's amazing because I hear in your voice, you can, you can sense the freedom that you have now. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I didn't understand at first because I'm like, why did you allow all these things to happen to me? I was questioning him. Um, but I understand now. Yeah. And there's freedom. You know, the Lord mm -hmm. wants to give us all freedom. And there's, you know, um, if you if you are in a situation, it could be um, male or female, that it just doesn't feel right. You know, I sometimes I tell young ladies, if you feel that uh-oh feeling, like when somebody says something or does something, it's probably not all right. Don't, don't, don't think that it is. If you get that unction deep inside of you that that wasn't okay, it's because it wasn't okay. Yes. You know, and it's hard for people to say no, 
People get so attached to an individual nowadays, don't they, Dr. Green? It's like they get so attached that they don't understand, well, how am I going to live my life without him or her? My life will be mm -hmm. over without him or her. And um, the reality is, is you need to have Jesus to lean on rather than him or her. Because yes. Jesus should be first. That should be the first relationship. And that's what was missing in my life for many, many years. I, I couldn't phantom the fact of being alone, so I might as well be with this person. Yes, and that's what we're, we're trying to say where it's familiar because we don't find nothing that will uh, outdo what we just got out of. So we'll go back into that familiar place and I tell them, you need to know who you are. And that's why I had to get in that place to tell Jada, you are more than this. Why do you feel you deserve to be in this situation? Why do you feel that way? Because, you know, a lot of times our self-esteem or we don't know who we are. We're trying to get love from someone else, but we forgot to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we lose ourselves. And that's the place that I was in. I lost myself and didn't know who I was. And I didn't have Christ. And because even in a marriage, we have to still know who we are. You know, we know the husband or wife plays a great part into the happiness but our happiness starts within us and with Christ first. Mm -hmm. We won't put so much expectation on the mate for them to be perfect. I tell women, it's okay to be single until you find that right godly man. It's going to walk that walk with you. Because if not, y'all going to bump heads. Mm -hmm. You're going to bump heads. And eventually, he's, he's not going to want you in that place with God like he said he's going to be okay in. Because he's going to feel like you're taking up his time. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be mindful, you know, inspect the fruit of the person. <laughs> right. And because God will send you a person that is going to compliment where he already has you. you mm -hmm. know? And, and that person might need somebody to compliment where he has them, you know, it's like, you know, I know singleness is difficult. I'm in it. You know, I'm in that season right now too. And kind of at that place where I'm just, I'm content with the Lord. So I'm really not looking for anybody. I'm just in that place because I know that I don't want to settle for anybody unless it's somebody that the Lord sends my way. Yes. And I can be happy with the Lord. He 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 fulfills me in so many different ways, right? Well, praise God. And so now you're, you're um, you have a website, don't you? We have it under construction because we're revamping. Oh, that's right. Um, I think you told me that. Okay. We're, but we're revamping because I've been doing a lot of um, in-house. Okay. I'm going to a lot of people's houses because they want to have more privacy. Yep. Yep. And so we do a lot of healing in their homes. And then, so people can find you on Facebook? They can find me on Facebook. Uh, we have the link called Broken to Heal Women's Center. They can inbox me and also have a number they can call. And it's um, Jada Green, J-A-D-A-G-R-E-E-N. Yes. If anybody wants to uh, reach out to Jada. Jada, um, I'm, just, I'm just in awe over your testimony. I'm just thinking about everything that you've been through and, and where you are today. And it's just, it's a testimony to how God can heal, you know, how God can yes. bring, bring all these things together and, 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 and use all the negative, terrible, bad things for the good. You know, your 23-year-old daughter is serving the Lord. 
And that's the daughter that they wanted to abort. You know, and, and here we are. She's a productive, beautiful child of God that, does she have children yet? Is she, you have grandchildren now too, right? Yeah, she's married with uh, two kids. Yes. Wow. And just think, if they would have aborted her, that would have been two children that you wouldn't have had, right? Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know um, you also do speaking engagements, don't you? Yes, I do. I travel a whole lot. Praise <laughs> um, I've been called to do a lot of, um, I do what we call it, the um, healing retreats. Um, I have a lot of people who will go to your home. We It's free. One thing they pay probably for my gas or my hotel. But a lot of times I come and I'll be at, the, at their house and we go through healing and they stay in a private setting, however they set it up. So um, I've been getting a lot of that. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we're getting close to the end of our show. And I'm just, you know, would you close this out in prayer? And, uh, you know, let's just pray for our listeners that if there's somebody out there that definitely heard your message, that's, that's maybe in a place that they need the Lord right now. Yes. Um, let me just pray. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for the fellowship. Lord, I pray for my listeners that have been listening, Father, that anyone that's been abused or going through abuse verbally, mentally, physically, Father, that they will speak out, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, actually, the ones that are have survived, that you continue to heal their hearts and let them know they are beautiful and wonderfully made in you and your image, Father. Lord, I ask you to cover them in the blood, cover the ones that are going through abuse and don't know what to do, Father that they will seek help, Father. Lord, we know, God, that you didn't create us to be abused, but to worship you. And God, I ask you to touch their minds, their hearts today, yes. God. And Lord, if there's anybody, Father, that want to commit suicide or anything yes. done that will harm themselves, Father, they will get help today, God, that my story will just help them know that you can get through this if yes. I have. That you can get through anything with the Lord on your side. It might don't look like it's going to happen, but you can get through. I pray you would give them uh, strength that they will become brave women or men. That they will get strength, God, and give and be brave, God, to say enough is enough. Yes. And God, I just seal these prayers in the blood. I thank you for your people, Father. And Lord, I just want to encourage them to know that you can do it. Yes. You can do it. Know that you are beautiful. In my words, that I always tell people: dream again. Dream again. Mm -hmm. Your chapter, your life is not over. You're still breathing. Yes. You can dream again. No matter if you got to start all over, dream again. Sometimes it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Know your worth. Yes. And so I just want to encourage my, my listeners and that you can do anything through Christ. Yes. I done, you can do it. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Jada. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to contact me to share your God story, you can contact me at Ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This ministry is supported by our listeners. Donations can be sent to Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 95024-2171. P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 
95024-2171. If you'd like a copy of a program, you can email me or write to the address listed on my website. Again, that's P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 95024-2171. And my website is I am Dauntless, the letter I, the letter M, Dauntless.org. Thanks for tuning in, and as the Lord puts it on your heart, please pray for us and be a blossom in someone's life.